Hello, and welcome to Cornerstone's Middle School Ministry Podcast. This message, given by Tyler Moore, is called The Image, and talks about what it looks like to be men and women of God. It is the first message in our Becoming Kings and Queens series. Welcome, everybody, welcome back to Cornerstone. It has been two weeks since you've been gone, and I'm glad that every single one of you guys are back. Hopefully there's even more of you. Woo, yeah, let's clap it up for Cornerstone. There you go. All right. Like you guys heard, this is a very special month. This is what normally people call Man and Woman of God Month. We have labeled it Becoming Kings and Queens. Because in case you guys didn't know, you're meant to be not just co-heirs. You're not just meant to be co-heirs with Christ. You're meant to be conquerors with Christ. That means that, you, you know, Christ isn't up here and you're just down here in this little pit. No, you guys are meant to be conquerors and co-heirs with Christ. You are meant to reign with him. And that's what this month is about. What on earth does it mean to be a man and, or woman of God? And so this week we are learning about that. The image, the image you were created in. Yes, mustache. And we got, there you go. I think that's a pretty good slide, pretty good illustration for you guys. As we will be talking about what is, what is our image supposed to look like? Have you guys ever wondered that? What is the image of a Christ follower look like? But before we dive into that, let me ask you a question. This is open-ended, so feel free to raise your hand. What does, let's start off with the ladies first. What does a normal woman look like? What does a normal girl look like? Shout out some hands, some answers. What do we got? She has hair, yes. The girls usually tend to have hair. It's more common for girls to have hair on their head and not shave it like Britney Spears. Uh, yes, Kylie. Women do not have mustaches. That bearded lady, yes, yes, yes. There are some, you know, they're, they're okay, okay, everyone's original. What else? Shout it out, shout it out. Where are some attributes that girls have? She has makeup. Anyone else? Come on, girls. You seem very quiet. We're all shy. She has nail polish. Guys, if you wear nail polish, probably doing something. Okay. Let's go, guys. Guys, what does a man look like? Boys, I want to hear some answers. A man is hairy. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. He has a mustache. A beard. Yes. Beards are very manly in case you didn't know. Muscles. Someone said muscles. Are you guys just describing me? Is that what you're doing? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm playing. He's bald. Yes. Okay. Male pattern baldness. Very common. Girls. What is an average woman supposed to act like? What is an average girl? What are girls supposed to act like? Girls are supposed to be respectful. Yes, that's a curtsy in case you didn't know. Modest. Girls, I need some answers. Happy. Girls are supposed to be happy. Okay. Okay. Anything? 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 No? Yeah? Beautiful. Girls are supposed to be beautiful. Girls are supposed to be prettier than boys. Yeah, boys. When, boys, when we play football, our face gets a little... All right. All right. All right. Boys. Boys, what are men supposed to act like? Jerks. <laughs> First answer, I will ask the girls not to participate by yelling jerks. Connor, yeah. He's supposed to be tough, Spartan. Manly, tough. Okay. Respectful. So, as you can see, you all have this idea, right? Girls are supposed to be, someone said, pretty, gentle, humble, kind. Boys are supposed to be manly, tough, rough around the edges, right? Well, I want you guys to know, this is very important. I hope all of you have your notes. If, there, if you need a pen, someone can hand it, hopefully share with you. We have these images, right? This is what a girl's supposed to be. This is what a guy's supposed to be. But I want to tell you something right now. 
a lot of you girls have been lied to. Boys, a lot of you boys have been lied to. You think you're supposed to be this, and you think you're supposed to be like that. But to be quite honest, girls, how often do you look in the mirror and you hear that voice, you're not pretty enough, you're too tall, you're too skinny, you're too short, you're too big, you wear too much makeup, you wear not enough makeup, your eyebrows are too thick, your eyebrows are too small, your nails are weird, right, your cuticles are overgrown. You Girls, you hear this voice that just criticizes left and right. Boys, how about you? Boys, peer pressure is the worst. Dude, you're not a man. What are you doing? You don't play sports. What are you doing? Guys, you have this image to fill. You have to be the toughest guy around. Goodness forbid if any boy ever cried in school, right? Right? But come on, let's be honest. Girls, that voice critiquing you every time you look in the mirror, that's not from God. Girls, that voice telling you you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, you're not cute enough, you have weird teeth, that's not from God. Boys, you can't cry. What kind of society is this? Boys, you can't show emotion. You're supposed to be tough, rigid, cold. In other words, society tells you what you're supposed to look like, but I want to tell you something different. God created us. Whichever way that happened, God created us. He made us in his own image, and we have character attributes. We have resemblance with God. And yes, some girls have different characters, and guys have different characteristics than girls. That's common. So let's dive into that today. And so I want to first address the problem with society. Girls, you have to be this. You have to be that. You can't be this. You can't be that. Boys, you have to be this. You have to be that. You have to fit into this stereotype to be popular. You have to fit into this stereotype to be accepted. You have to fit into this stereotype to be liked. But I want to tell you right now, it's not right. It's ridiculous. I don't know what to say about it. And once you fit into this stereotype, you're supposed to act like that stereotype. Oh, if you want to be a cheerleader, you got to act like a cheerleader. Yeah, you got to put some spunk in it. Boys, if you want to be a football player, you got to act like a football player. Boys, you have all these stereotypes, right? So these are what I like to call the MTV's image for you guys. If you want to be average, you can follow what society thinks is best. Just follow these simple MTV plans. But remember, to be popular, to be well-liked, you have to first look like it. You have to try as hard as you can to fit a level of popularity that you can, it's just implausible. It's impossible to fit the critiques, to fit the characteristics, to fit the stereotypes society has for you, girls and boys. But once you do, once you spent your entire life, this is how society envisions you acting. In case you guys didn't know, MTV's target audience is you guys to 35-year-olds. And the reason why I bring up MTV is because whenever a new show comes out, everyone wants to act like those people. For goodness sakes, when Jersey Shore came out, there were a bunch of guys dressing like they're from New Jersey. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't take this. The reason why I bring it up, because I know all of you don't watch it right now, and I encourage you never to watch it because there's a lot of garbage coming from there. But what you have to know is that their target audience is you guys. They expect 35-year-olds to watch. I call bananas. I call baloney. Their target audience is you. So this first slide that you can see, what, what's the stereotype that I have to fill? Well, you have to look like this or else you can't, even be, you can't even be a part of it. Goodness forbid if you have red hair, you can't be a part of it, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, society has all these standards, right? Right? My friend Kyle would agree. Society's standards are impossible. And once you do finally meet that ridiculous standard, 
You have to act like this. Do whatever on earth you want as long as you think you're happy. It's so funny because all, all these shows, you see them go crazy. Yeah, I'm so happy. And then the other half of the show, they're like, I don't understand why I'm unhappy. And it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And this is what society wants. Society wants you guys to look like this. And society wants you to act happy, even though you're miserable on the inside. Let's go to our next slide. What's our next thing that we have lined up? Do or make sure your life is focused on nothing but fun. Who cares about the consequences? Right now, society says, hey, grades, don't worry about your school grades. Worry about fun. Who cares? You're failing every class. Just have fun, right? Boys, don't do your homework. Don't do your homework. Go skateboard first. Boys, don't worry about your homework. Go play video games first, even though good grades will get you into a good college. A good college will get you a better career, and a better career is a more enjoyable life. But who cares about later? Have fun now. Who cares about the consequences? Right? And then I have this slide where you can see some of the consequences. I love that bottom slide because this guy's like double her size and he is terrified. He's like, ah! like he could literally probably, he's double her size, yet he is horrified. Friends, I want to let you know right now those gossip magazines, those celebrity TV shows, boys, what society puts on you, that standard you have to feel obligated to fill, that's false. It's not real. And as, as you can see, you could follow these two simple, plan, uh, two simple steps, and you can enjoy years of pain, therapy, and suffering like these people will. Let's go on to our next slide, though, because I want to tell you guys what society tells you you're supposed to be, that image you see, you have to be pretty, you have to be perfect, you have to be tough, you have to be muscular. It's not true. Let's see what God has in store. Girls, this is on your notes. First of all, what does a woman of God look like? What does she act like? What's her image? This is Deborah, and she trusts in the Lord. It's on your notes. A woman of God trusts in the Lord. And we see this with Deborah. Or I'm sorry, we see this with Ruth. This is Ruth right up there. And don't worry about that side image. I'll explain Hercules and Meg in a sec. She trusts in the Lord. When we see Ruth, she has a choice. Go back to my old MTV lifestyle or follow God. She chooses to follow God even though she, it might, she might die. She even says, even if I have to die, I will follow God. Next go, let's go to the next one. Number two, she seeks and accepts guidance and wisdom. And the reason why this is important for girls, because girls, I'm going to tell you, these boys over here, these guys, they didn't invent the term, whatever, whatever, I don't even care, whatever, right? Like, you girls just like, I don't know why, but whenever a girl says that, they sound like they're from the valley. Whatever, Tyler, you don't even understand. Whatever, you got the hand motion, and you do the head with it. Whatever, Tyler, you don't even understand, right? I don't even care, right? Girls, believe it or not, your mother's or stepmothers used to be 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Obviously, they used to be young like you. So when your mothers are trying to give you some helpful advice, maybe instead of the next time saying, whatever, mom, you don't even understand. I love Johnny. We're 12, but I'm going to marry him. I don't even care what you say. And that, that's another term girls say. I don't even care. And then you start crying. I don't even get rid of I don't even get I didn't get, and then girls just lose all pronunciation when they say it. I didn't get, I didn't, what? <laughs> girls. Girls. Ruth, listen to this. Ruth had an opportunity, whatever, or she had an opportunity to listen to someone who's trying to help her out. Her stepmom, believe it or not, her stepmom wanted to give her advice. She listened. And I'll explain what happens later because I think you'll enjoy it. Next slide. Let's go. This woman's name is Esther. And she became queen over all of Israel. 
all of, are not Israel, because Israel, well, she was queen of Israel, but she was queen of all of Babylon, right? The Persian Empire, queen, uh, our king Xerxes, or Antoxerxes, I don't know, one of these dudes, right? So she's approached with the problem, hey, Queen Ezra, you are Jewish like us. You are in captivity like us, although you've been made a queen. We need your help. What does Ezra do? She steps out on a limb. She helps those who need it. She doesn't gossip about her sisters. She doesn't spread rumors about the girl she doesn't like in class. She helps those who need it. Girls, why do you tear down your sisters in Christ? Why do you tear down other girls when you know that same voice in your head that tells you you're not pretty, you're not smart, they have that same voice. Why would you tear her down even more? No, Queen Ezra helps those who need it. Let's go to the next one. She is gentle and humble. And a reason why this is a very good attribute is because a lot of you girls have grown up throwing temper tantrums or hissy fits. And whenever you don't get your way, you either get very angry or you either get very sad. Well, mom, you don't even understand. I didn't even care. I didn't even care. The hands are on the hip. I didn't even care. Right? And Ezra had this opportunity. She had to approach the king for help. What does she do? King, you don't even care. You don't even understand. She could have approached the king. You don't even know. You don't understand. I love it. Right? No. She approached the king gently, humbly. And you know what happened? The king was more than willing to listen and help her out. So the next time you're about to throw a temper tantrum to your mom, and you didn't get, why don't we try to be gentle, humble, see how it works, let me know. Let's go to boys. Time to pick on the boys. Yes. Boys. A man of God receives his strength from God. Do you know how many times I hear you guys say something? Tyler. You don't understand. He's got three girlfriends. Tyler, you don't even understand. All the girls talk to him. Tyler, you don't even understand. He's popular. Right? And I'm just sitting here like, okay, a 12-year-old is the most popular middle schooler. Like, woo, right? But what you have to know is that that's an analogy, right? That's an image for you guys. Instead of getting your strength and encouragement from being the most popular kid in school or having a girlfriend, or being popular with the girls, instead of receiving your strength from that, because let's face it, boys, I know that pressure is there. Why don't you receive your strength from God? Instead of tearing someone down and laughing at someone, why don't you help them up? Why don't you receive your encouragement from God? Oh, well, having a girlfriend makes me feel good. I'm popular. Why don't you try God? Why don't you try Jesus Christ? See the difference. Let's continue. Boys, number two, a man of God seeks out his purpose. Boys, what you need to know right now is a lot of you are striving to be the most popular. A lot of you are striving to be the toughest. Tyler, you don't understand. He ran up on me. He said this to my face, so I punched him, right? A lot of you guys strive to be the toughest. A lot of you guys strive to be the most popular. A lot of you strive to have a girlfriend. A lot of you want to be popular. But a man of God seeks out his purpose. He doesn't strive to be the most popular or toughest. If those come naturally, fair enough. I can't disagree. But he seeks out his purpose. He strives to help those who need it. Because I'm willing to bet there's at least one kid in your school who is constantly picked on. I'm willing to bet there are kids in your school who don't have any friends. And instead of tearing them down, you could say one nice thing and change their entire life. I'm willing to bet that if you were to seek out your purpose, you would find someone who needs help. 
You need to start finding out your purpose instead of striving for other things. Girls, let's go back to you. And this is one of the most important for you, girls. This woman is named Deborah. And Deborah, oh yeah, she is awesome. Deborah is confident in herself. Now let me tell you why. Deborah was actually one of the kings or one of the judges over all of Israel. This woman was in charge of every single Israelite man. She was in charge of the entire Israeli army. She led it all. This girl did. And I'm going to read you some passage. I'm going to read you a scripture real quick. This guy comes up to her and he's just like, Deborah, Deborah, the armies are being attacked. We need your help. And she goes, okay, go meet them in this valley. Go fight them. And then listen to what this guy says. I will go, but only if you go with me. Very well, she replied. I will go with you. But since you have made this choice, you will receive no honor. For the Lord's victory over Sisera will be by the hands of a woman. Woo, girl power. She told him what's up. You see, Deborah is confident in herself. And the next statistic I have right next to her picture, this is done, there's a psychological study done every year. Over the couple years, this is the most common number. 80% of women aren't happy with what they look like in the mirror. Right, what we talked about earlier. Girls, you're not supposed to be mad, angry, sad, hurt, disappointed when you look in the mirror. You're not supposed to not be confident, girls. God thought you were so important, he sent his only son to die for you on a cross so your beauty, so you can be with him in heaven forever. Boys, let's go back. Let's go to you. And this is very important for you guys. A man of God learns from the wise. And we have 2 Samuel 12 here. I know I'm not going through all the scriptures. If you want to look them up, they're provided so you can look them up. But Samuel's a prophet, and he tells David, Samuel calls out David for doing something wrong. What does David do? All right, behead this guy. I'm the king. No one tells me what to do. No, he listens. He learns from the wise. Because, boys, I want to tell you right now, your life isn't supposed to be boring. You're not supposed to be like 75% of Americans who go to a job they hate to earn money they spend on things they don't like to impress people who don't even care. Your life is supposed to be an adventure. But if you're not learning from the wise, if you're not learning from those trying to help prepare you, if you're not learning from Christ, how are you going to ever live that adventure? You're going to fall into that statistic of people who can't stand their life. Boys, number four, a man of God is rewarded for his loyalty. You see, boys, because I'm not some random guy who didn't go there or didn't go through what you went through. I was in high school, I was in middle school, and I thought the best way to be rewarded for my hard work was touchdowns. Because I'll tell you what, I thought winning the game, I thought being a team captain, I thought scoring touchdowns was the best feeling on earth. And then one day, God took all that away from me and gave me the opportunity to give a homeless man some food and have a conversation with him. Not one of those touchdowns I ever scored in practice or in a game. Not one run I ever did. Not one title. Not one award I ever earned meant as much to me as that one man's friendship. Boys, girls, we're about to finish up in your notes, as you can see. Girls, we have this side little picture. Why, 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 why on earth, Tyler, should I trust in the Lord? Why should I seek acceptance guidance and wisdom. Tyler, why should I be like Ruth? I'm pretty sure that's what it says on your notes. Tyler, why should I be like Ruth? You see, God gave her what she wanted and needed. Girls, how many of you are distracted by feeling the most, you have to be the most popular, you have to be the prettiest, you have to be the funniest, you have to have all the boys' attention. Girls, Ruth focused on God 
And he gave her everything she could ever want. God gave her everything she could ever need. Girls, why should you be willing to help others and be gentle? Why should you be like Esther? Oh, and I have that picture because, believe it or not, I like that. I, I think Hercules is like the greatest Disney film ever. And Meg got what she wanted. As a matter of fact, Hercules was willing to die for her like Christ is willing to die for you. Now let's go on. Girls, let's go to Esther. Why should I be gentle and humble? Why, Tyler? Why should I be like Esther? You see, instead of throwing a temper tantrum, instead of trying to get the attention of boys and trying to focusing on all these things, when she was willing to help those who needed it, when she was willing to be gentle and humble, she became the most important girl in the entire story. No one was as important as her. Girls, if you don't feel important, if you don't feel loved, I need to tell you right now, try helping others who need it. Try being gentle. Try being humble. humble. Because I promise you, just like Mulan in the side picture right here, you will be important. You'll become the most important person in someone else's life. And if you could do these things for an extended amount of years, if you can get through middle school and high school with these attributes, with these characteristics, you'll be the most important to some guy's story. You'll be the most important character. Boys, let's go to you. Why should I receive strength from God? Why on earth should I not care about popularity over God? Why on earth should I not care about sports as much as I, as I care about God? Because I'm going to tell you what. When you receive strength from God, you see, because I used to do these things where I tried to supplement society, where I try to have society over God, and I failed. I failed miserably. If I would have stuck with God, who knows where football could have went. But I'm telling you right now, when I chose God over society, when I chose God over popularity, over girls, God delivered me. He didn't just deliver me, but I conquered every problem I ever faced. And I still do today. And so do your coaches and so do your leaders. They have a testimony that they would love to tell you. When you trust in God, boys, when you receive strength from him, something happens. You defeat that giant that David faced. You defeat the giants in your life. If you have a problem right now, you should be listening. Boys, let's go to your next one. Why should I seek out my purpose? Why should I seek out my purpose, Tyler? Why should I try to help those who need it? Why should I seek God more than I seek sports, popularity, girlfriends, and all these things? Because when you seek out your purpose, you become a hero. And I don't know about you, but if you feel like an average nobody that nobody cares about, who is unimportant, and who is probably going to, like, just stay that way forever, seek out your purpose. Try to help someone. Because when you do that, you become a hero. You think, I'm, I, you think I would say this if it wasn't true? You get to change someone's life. That person that no one talked to, that everyone laughs at, that everyone makes fun of, that no one sits to next to the bus, that doesn't have a friend in the world in the neighborhood, even though you live down the street, that person that you could say one kind word to, your one kind word could change their entire life. Because I am sick and tired of reading about middle schoolers committing suicide because of all the pressures that you guys face without any help. I'm not saying any of you guys are guilty and don't feel guilty at all. But there are people who need you today. One kind word could change someone's life forever. Dudes, if you want to be a hero, seek out your purpose. Girls, let's go back to Deborah. Why should I be like Deborah? Why should I be confident in myself? I believe the words I have is because she felt beautiful, important, and confident because God loved her. Girls, let me pull up Deborah for you. Deborah, when she looked in the mirror, she didn't hear you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too short, you're too blonde, you're too brunette, you're too redhead, you're too 
this, you're too that. When she looked in the mirror, she felt beautiful. She felt important all the time. She felt loved. She felt desired because she was by God. She felt confident. If you want this, if you want these things, I encourage you. Read your notes over and over every day. Boys, let's go back to you. Because I think this is most important. Boys, why should I learn from the wise? Because God wants your life to be an adventure. I am 23 years old. Believe it or not, I am no older. I know, I, I know this beard makes me seem 40. I know. But I'm seeing friends of mine who I grew up with from your age in this same room 10 years ago whose lives are crumbling at the seams. They work the same job that they hate. They interact with people that just bring them down and they are miserable. Why should you learn from the wise? Why should you learn from God? Why should you follow Jesus Christ? Because your life isn't meant to be boring. Your life is meant to be an adventure. You're meant to be the hero. And one day, if you can follow Christ through middle school and high school and college, one day you're going to be a hero to some lady. And you're going to be the most important in her life. And she will be the most important person in your life. But you have to get through these things. You have to seek your purpose now. If you want a boring life, if you want to be average, if you want to try to fit society's framework of shallowness, go ahead. But there's nothing but disappointment there. There's nothing but hurt there. If you want to be a man of God, if you want to be a woman of God, seek out your purpose Read these notes daily. Put these notes on your mirror. Put these notes somewhere by your mirror. Tape it on your bathroom mirror. Put it in a, in a crevice. Put it in, the, you know, one of the little corners of the mirror. Look at these things daily. Because I'm telling you, your life is meant for so much more. Friends, we need to start removing the things keeping us from God's image for your life. We need to start removing those things that you're focusing on instead of God. We need to start removing those today so you can start becoming a king and queen. Remember what I said at the very beginning? You are meant to be a conqueror and a co-heir with Christ. You are meant to be a king and a queen. And if society is telling you different, let's stop doing the things that society says and start becoming the image that God has for us.